This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Nathan Mansfield Show. I'm Nathan Mansfield, your host, and I have the honor and the blessing to have the great Dave Meltzer on the show today. Welcome, Dave. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. I can't think of a better community to address, and uh, I'm here to share my dummy tax. I paid... <laughs> The most expensive tax in the world, forget federal taxes, or if you live in California or New York, complaining about your state tax. I've paid over $100 million in dummy tax, and uh, that happened between you know the time I was 28 and 38 uh, and completely screwed up my life, uh, and I had some lessons that I've learned to allow myself now to make more money than I've ever made, it, made help more people than I've ever helped, and most importantly, something that a lot of guys really want to know about how do you have fun doing it? And so it's just a blessing to be here with your community to share that dummy tax that I was talking about earlier. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to dive into some of that because I've played too many, too many dollars to that as well. But guys, if you don't know, Dave is a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a, he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a, you know, he, he's a renowned businessman. And that's where I really look up to this guy is that, you know, he's, he's always found the way. He's always, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of losing $100 million, he's always found the way through. And um, he's he's also a father and a husband, which I love. And so, you know, as, as most of you guys can relate to this, leading yourself, leading a family, leading a business, it's all challenging. How do I figure out the priorities? How do I get, how do I both make sure my wife feels safe, my kids feel insp- inspired by dad and led by dad, but also how do I lead a business and make money and, and be successful at it. And that's what I'm here to pick his brain today for the benefit of your, um, for, of you. And I hope that you take notes because Dave, uh, every minute here will be packed full of fire. So Dave, I just want to quickly dive into um, part of your story of success uh, from whatever moment and you knew there was a fire and intensity of you to, to do more and be more into, you know, the, the three minute synopsis of who you are now. What are some of those big points in there, Dave, that have led you to where you are today? Well, first, you know, just growing up with a mom that I had that instilled in me the understanding of enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of my potential, Mm. not what other people wanted for me, not what was missing, not what I didn't have, but living in a world to try me to not limit my own self-image. And she would always state, you can never overachieve your own self-image. So she made sure that I had a high self-image but I was willing to do what it took to do, say, think, believe, and feel what it took every day without quit, no matter what the outcomes were. Uh, And that was the start of it. Next was when I graduated law school to pursue uh, something that everyone thought was a mistake. I graduated law school to be an oil and gas litigator, And I ended up being a salesperson selling in 1992 legal research online, even though even Justice Scalia told me that nobody would ever do research online, that you needed books. My own mom told me that the Internet was a fad. And yet nine months out of law school, millionaire, three years later, we exited for three point four billion dollars in 1995. And then going up to the Silicon Valley with no technology experience at all other than selling internet and you know raising hundreds of millions of dollars in a hyper-technical field of middleware. And then in 99, being a CEO of Samsung's phone division. Uh, and that led me to understand a very valuable lesson in entrepreneurship. 
that a lot of people look at industries, jobs, and careers. I've always looked at my skill, my knowledge of who and what, and my desire. You know, I have one of the top podcasts in the world. I always say I have, you know, one of the top, uh, top 10 of the top thousand because everybody has a different list. So I have one of the top 10 podcasts out of a thousand. <laughs> and I found, you know, from 1600 episodes of my podcast alone and over 5,000 interviews that I've done, the common denominator beyond skills and knowledge is the desire that you must be what you can be. Mm-hmm. And I've had that. And so all through my career, I've looked within how does my skill, my knowledge, and my desire align with what's doing well, what's stable, and what I think is going to do well? Mm-hmm. And you talked about no matter what, I've always found a way. That mm-hmm. try me attitude was instilled by my mom, explored in my 20s through understanding different things that other people didn't understand. But in the end, when I ran Lee Steinberg, the most notable sports agency in the world, and people ask, how the hell did you get that job? Because I had developed my skills, my knowledge, and my desire aligned with the biggest sports agency in the world, the Jerry Maguire firm, because I had built how to raise money is a skill of mine. Uh, Technology was a skill of mine. How to sell was a skill of mine. I had a law degree, which was also applicable in this state, and a sports background. And nobody else in the world had all of those things at the highest level. I had developed them into my 30s because I always looked at my skills, my knowledge, and my desire Mm. and and expanded, not transitioned those, right? I was constantly expanding. It wasn't like I was transitioning from internet to middleware, middleware to hardware, hardware to sports agency. I just expanded it because I'm always expanding my skills, my knowledge, and my desire. And even when I lost everything, while I was running the most notable sports agency in the world worth over $100 million, access to what even billionaires couldn't access, I was still developing my skills, my knowledge, and my dives. It really pissed my wife off when I lost everything. And I told her, I didn't lose that money. You know that. And she said, Dave, you're in denial. I said, oh, I didn't lose that money. I invested it into my skills, into my knowledge of who and what, and into my desire and nothing's going to stop me now. I can't wait to see what I do next. And uh, I proved it to her over the last 17 years, what you can do when you focus in on those things, an expansive mindset, heart set, and handset. That's incredible, bro. Skills, knowledge, and desire. Guys, write those down. Stop chasing all the things that the world wants to offer and start chasing what's inside and align that. It's huge. Uh, now, at the beginning of this, you talked about how good your mother was with, at reinforcing your self-image. Okay, Dave? But here's the thing is I work with a lot of people who don't have that self-image. And also, I have struggled with that my whole life. And, and somehow, I've, I think just my work ethic and sheer desire to win has made me moderately successful. But I've always struggled with self-image. And so, I, Dave, I know you're, you've been notab- notable as one of the top 100 coaches in the world. Okay, so when 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 working with someone who has massive potential, good work ethic, how is it you begin to reverse the self-image and how can these guys listening to this begin to do that for themselves? Well, first of all, I educate people on time, the utilization of time in two different manners. One, time is the dependent variable of all matter. And so what we spend our time in with the attention and intention of what we do say, think and believe is where we are going to create 
the aggregation, the compounding of the exponential outcomes that we want and the acceleration. And so once I get someone to understand how time impacts the past, the present and the future, then I can also work on the idea of the meaning. Mm -hmm. And what I say by that is that uh, to increase and understand that you will never overachieve your own self-image, I let people know that, okay, we are dealing with time, the infinite past, the man-made constructive time of today, 24 hours, and the infinite time of the future. So I want you to follow me in your beliefs. And so you talked about looking within at the skills, knowledge, and desire. You and I are nothing but a bag of beliefs. That's all we are. We are a skin bag of beliefs. And those beliefs impact a few things. Number one, they impact your heart set. What you believe impacts the way you feel mm. about whatever it is. The way my beliefs are impacting the way I feel about losing over $100 million. I could be a victim and feel depressed. I could get super fired up and inspired that I screwed up and I got a chip on my... It, it is your beliefs that determine your heart set. Secondarily, your beliefs, and you are a bag of beliefs, your beliefs indicate your mindset. All of your thoughts are reliant upon your beliefs. And so the meaning that we give the past, the infinite past, the defining moments, the setbacks, failures, mistakes, void shortages, obstacles, successes, the meaning that we give it determines the beliefs that we have, which then determine all of our thoughts, which then all projects our perception of things. So now we know that nothing outside of us has any control on us, that there's only three things that have control. Our heart set, which our beliefs control, our mindset, and then finally, our handset. And this is where people like you and I, regardless of the inputs of other people, you know, not having a mom like my mom, which very few people have had in life, but without that, we can effectuate control over what we do and say. And our beliefs have less of an impact on what we do and say than our mindset and our heart set. But yet it still is a catalyst for being consistent and persistent in what we do and say. Why is that important? Because behavior aggregates, compounds, and accelerates. Behavior creates good progress. With good behavior, bad behavior creates bad progress. And so, for example, when we feel not worthy, when we think not worthy thoughts, we're more likely to have not worthy actions and words, which then facilitate the pragmatic world of today, the 24 hours. So I teach people, number one, the infinite time of the past to make sure that if something's infinite, we could change the meaning of it. Mm. I changed the meaning of my bankruptcy. When I went bankrupt, the first few days, I promise you the mindset, heart set, and handset were not what they are today. I did not say, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky I lost all this money. I'm moving out of my beautiful home in Rancho Santa Fe. Everybody hates me or I'm embarrassed. That, right? I, I was like, dude, today it's the best thing that ever happened to me, mm -hmm. right? Like one of the best business things was losing everything because it allowed me to take my skills, my knowledge and desire and instantaneously change its direction mm -hmm. uh, without any baggage. Uh, yeah. So- uh, looking at this in the concept and construct of time and the bag of beliefs, I'm able to shift people's self-image 
but not just their self-image according to their values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, but also their beliefs and their daily practices. So that now they're using man-made constructive time 24 hours a day to be productive, accessible, and gracious, to know what they want today in the trajectory of what they think they want in the future, an unlimited self-image by giving meaning, by finding the light, the love, and the lessons in the failures, the mistakes, setbacks, void shortages, obstacles, and even successes. I'm going to need to replay that about five times and let's do it. <laughs> right on. That's a formula. That's like a, that's like an algorithm you got that obviously is from years of doing the work, years of failure, years of, of, of success, but also probably years of mentorship and learning from people. And um, practice. I practice every, like people ask me, what's your superpower, man? I said, consistency. Yeah. Very few people enjoy consistency as much as I do. So it's probably a little bit of OCD and spectrum in my personality that allows mm -hmm. me to enjoy consistency as much as I do, but it's a superpower when it comes to this stuff. What does consistency look like for you for like, could yeah. give me some examples of your, your practice of consistency. So understanding time, I know that two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday because time's an energy just like money. So it aggregates, compounds, and accelerates. So I have non-negotiables. I spend a minimum amount of an hour every day on my health. I spend a minimum amount of time with my family, my wife, 30 minutes, my son, 30 minutes, my daughter's two minutes minimum, my mom, one minute minimum. Then I have a minimum of 10 minutes where I keep in touch with a relative friends and family I haven't talked to. Then I spend a minimum of 10 minutes a day studying time and all within the context of lenses to be as productive as I can, provide as much value, accessible and gracious every single day in the trajectory of what I think I want in the future by learning from the past and giving meaning. And so for me, it's a weighted balance every day, personally, experientially giving and receiving wise of how I can align a weighted balance to the non-negotiables of health, family, and finance, mm -hmm. but also to deal with the activities I have planned, I don't have planned and sleep, paid for and unpaid for activities as well. So for me, I'm utilizing this consistent behavior so that two minutes a day with my daughters is worth two hours on a Saturday with my daughters. Wow. One minute a day with my mom minimum is worth an hour. So I vacation every day. I have activity. I get, I don't believe in busy. I don't believe in work. Busy means unaccessible. Work sounds really awful to me. I just have activity I get paid for and activity I don't get paid for. Mm. And I'm on a mission to try to get as much activity in the day I get paid for than not paid for. That's huge. I love that. <laughs> oh, what so much wealth and wisdom that's going on in that brain of yours. I love it, bro. Um, well, last one last question. I'll, I'll, I'll um, you know, be studious with your time and let you back onto your, your busy day. Uh, well, not busy active. day, your, your, your active day, <laughs> yeah, right. but so, Hey, Hey, if I'm, if I'm 30, 35 year old man and, um, in a career that I'm, I'm kind of unhappy with and I'm looking in the future, I'm going, ah, I, I don't know if this is for me. I want to do something that gives me, um, that desire that is fulfilling that desire. What's the first step I need to make towards living a life full of purpose and, and being, you know, living that desire. Lean into what you do today. Lean into the activities you have today. Lean in and find more time, more options and opportunities to develop the skills the knowledge and the desire of what you're doing today. Too many people, right? And they do this in their marriages all the time. Mm -hmm. They're looking for what they don't want. 
Mm. And so if I can change the paradigm to start, hey, let's look at what you do want in what you're doing today. And then we'll be able to find more of what you're doing. It may be still inside of what you're actually doing today, but so many people, and I almost did this in my marriage, right? I would travel and all I could think about is how much and how much I love my wife and how lucky I was to have the family and the wife that I had. And I'd come home and I'd see the shoes lying on the staircase. And instead of reminding myself what I was looking for, I started looking for the wrong things mm. and I got more of the wrong things and it made my marriage seem shitty to me. And wow. I see people do the same thing in their jobs, their marriages, their families. So what I tell you to start is let's start looking for what you do want and lean into what you do want. And now, whether it's what you already have and you're just not finding it or it's outside of what you have right now, at least we're very clear on what you want. Then we can determine who you can help and who can help you, then we can determine how that then tells us what's important to us. And then it effectuates the now and the next. In other words, it allows us to prioritize. Prioritization is the antidote to the problem you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It is also the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. And so what I do is I give a lesson of importance to everyone. I help them facilitate what is it you actually want. Let's put your attention and intention on that because the mathematical equation of luck and, co and coincidence and karma is what you pay attention to plus what you give intention to equals the coincidences in your life. Mm. It's the karma of your life. So I teach people the what, the who, the how. I then prioritize their now. And instead of searching for a why that they're feeling right now in a job or, or relationship or a family, I let them apply their why to what they already have and then oh. get more of what they already have and apply more of the why that in spirit, that inspiration, that gratitude of the future that's already there. So instead of looking for more health, wealth, worthiness and happiness in what you're doing, I teach them first, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Let's figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. And then let's go get more together. And uh, this is work that I want to offer everyone, including you and your community. I want to, if you email me, I will sign a book for everyone in your community. Wow. I will pay for the book. I will pay for shipping. Wow. It's not, I'm not trying to get $9.99 for shipping out of you. I will pay for everything because I know that the starting point, the foundational principles in my book will help you and guide you into the journey of enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. So just email me, david at dmeltzer.com, and I will uh, for sure send that out to everyone. That's incredible. Um, David, where else can they find you? Just to, I know you offer a ton of free knowledge. Your yeah, Instagram, free trainings your, every your, Friday. You got courses, you got everything. You can put for out more free. content. And, and please join me for free. It's david at dmeltzer.com. If you forget my email, just Google me. I'm on every platform at David Meltzer. You Google my name, you Instagram me, you LinkedIn me, you TikTok me. I'm the middle-aged mutant turtle of social media. Just find me. Uh, He's everywhere. If it's free, it's me. So just ask. David, I appreciate your time. Honor it, man. It's been a blessing. Looking forward to connecting with you more, brother. But thank you so much for, from on behalf of me and my audience for all the value and wisdom that you've given today. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. All right, brother. Have a good day. You too. See you soon, Nathan. See ya.